guys, we're back with you to Let's Think About That. We've got Wade <laughs> and Andrew Perez. What is here. up? What is up? And we're going to be talking about some things that are a little bit different today. I, I figured it's graduation time, and I think a lot of people with spring happening, they're mm. thinking about new things. And and as I was thinking about that, I would, let's think about that. You yeah, see how I just good. threw that in there? There yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Now we're in it. Yeah. Well, as I was thinking about that I w- and what to talk to you about, I find you to be incredibly good at, um, well, at least from the outside, uh, <laughs> right? taking chances and just starting that next thing. I think, especially this time of year, everyone's thinking about what college am I going to go to, yeah, or yeah. what internship am I going to take, or what's my life supposed to be like, or maybe marriages. Oh, should I you know, ask mm-hmm. her? I mean, there's just so many things that we want to do, but making that first step towards our goal or our mission or mm. a desire that we have. It's, it's a good desire. Uh, I think a lot of times, especially young people, I think adults too, if you don't learn maybe some skills or techniques or some disciplines in your life mm-hmm. to, to, to take that first step, you, you miss out on a lot of things just based on the fact that I didn't do the first thing. Do you, you find that to be the case? Yeah, I think starting with the basics is, is normally what people tend to neglect they see, you know, maybe it's a, an NFL athlete and they're like, well, man, how do I get there? I want that tomorrow. Or maybe their their parents have a lot of the, maybe the flashy house, flashy car that they want there. They want that right now. And so there's a lot of people who are, and I even wrestle with this too, want the big ministry, but they're unwilling to do the basic, most basic things. And that's, I think, just kind of the type of environment we live in, the generation we live in. We're like a, a microwave versus a crock pot. You know, our parents took their whole Dude, lives. I'm not a crock pot, am I? I'm like before, like between <laughs> the, the yeah, crock yeah, yeah. pot and, yeah, and microwave. Whatever is Instapot. Like, Instapot, like, yeah. Between. All right, but yeah, we, we, we want everything right now. We don't want to put the effort in. We don't want uh, the things that aren't popular. Like you post your highlights on social media, but there's nothing special about woke up today you know, eighth week in a row just to read my Bible. Like, what's what, what, what value is that? I would right. have any instant gratification or I didn't earn <laughs> that, a, a reward yeah. or anything like that. That all. daily grind doesn't go viral. It's the end product. And we, we want the end product now, but we don't want to, like you said, take the first step of obedience, which is often the most basic. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think what I've seen most about what you've done is, I mean, let me see if I can go through it. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot before this. <laughs> I met you at a camp we were doing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was even a step of faith at that point because you were supposed to be doing something else and you ended up right. going to camp, making a decision to do that. Then after that, you were involved in an internship at, at a church in, in Springfield, mm-hmm. the High Street. And then I think you were reasonably successful there doing a great <laughs> job, but yet that wasn't enough for you. So you wanted to go on the mission field, yeah. but an opportunity in Granbury, which, where you were at now, and so you took the step to leave where you were mm-hmm. and take that next step to, to do there, and the Lord's blessed, and cool things have happened in the ministry there, mm-hmm. but yet you still want to be, and so you took the step to <laughs> do that, and you got yeah. a kid here, and... There's just so many things. I think so often we, we have the goals, boy, I'd love to be a missionary someplace, or I'd love to mm-hmm. be a youth pastor someplace, or I'd love to have my own business. Mm-hmm. But how do you, what were some of the things that you made yourself do to take that first step? Yeah. How did you do that? What do you do? You have to convince yourself of that? You bring yeah. people around you? What were was was some of the things you did? It's not really false humility when I say like I, I really didn't have it figured out, or I didn't really think that I 
could on my own, but I'm grateful even just looking back at my life, it was really just that simple obedience to God that he was revealing the next steps. So by the, by the time I really surrendered or knew that I wanted to be a missionary was now almost seven or eight years ago. And so the process, I remember even just uh, a missionary there, Lance Gocher, he was like, now, just because you say yes to missions today doesn't mean you're on the mission field tomorrow. Yeah. And you, you want to be properly equipped. You want to be trained. But I think that's where I'm very passion driven. So I'm like, if, if I'm really passionate about this, I want to get there now. If I could do missions, I, I could, I want to do it tomorrow. But I needed more training and I wasn't mature enough in a lot of areas. There were even sins that needed to be confessed. There were disciplines that I had to get in order. I maybe wasn't even as evangelistic as I needed to be. And none of those things change just because you get to the mission field. And so there was a lot of work in, in my heart and in my life that God needed to do before I could go to the mission field. But ultimately it was just hearkening back to that when God really gripped my heart for Look how the gospel can transform a culture that isn't yours in a language that isn't your own. And if you are dedicating yourself to this, I want you to be the best vessel you can. And so um, going through college, there were obviously classes that you take, but there are only certain things you can learn in a classroom. You've got to do some practical ministry. And so God, uh, I feel like, helped me in my head knowledge through college, which is a training that a lot of Maybe people want to skip. Mm -hmm. You know, you would look to, to Acts 13 and you're like, oh, Paul, uh, he, him and Barnabas were commissioned, but they, they didn't go to Bible college. And it's like, well, yeah, but they had plenty of training. Even before yeah. that, Paul, you know, getting trained by Gamaliel. So there's a lot of things that we need to learn, but then you've got to practice doing them. Mm. And so being in different environments, High Street is very different from Granbury. They're both excellent churches and God's using them in, in incredible ways, but I also had to learn how to fail and to, to make mistakes. And I'm grateful, especially at Granberry, there were leaders around me that let me fail. And, yeah. um, you know, you shoot for the stars and, you know, I want this big youth event or I want this to happen. And then it doesn't work out how you think it does. But a lot, a lot of trial and error. Um, but I think... The, but even something like that. When yeah. you start talking about breaking it down a little bit more, more micro, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we think of the big thing. Well, I want to get on the mission field and I had to go to college. And I, what I heard you say is that it's those little steps yeah. that prepared you. Not even prepared you. We're, we're steps towards mm -hmm. what you want to do. I think sometimes we think, I want to be on the mission field. And those little steps are actually things that stand in our way yeah. from getting to the mission Obstacles. field. But, yeah, <laughs> but they're actually steps towards doing that. I think that's the, the thing that, as young people especially, yeah. that we need to understand, or they need to understand. I can't put myself no, you're in there. But those little steps are actually yeah. steps taking you, and, and it's the journey yeah. of being on the mission field that's going to give value when you're on the mission field. Yeah, you don't want to get there let's hypothetically a toolbox, you know, you're going through your life, you're collecting a screwdriver here, a drill here, eventually you're going to be on the field. Mm -hmm. And if you get there and you don't have something because of your passion, you were so passionate that you skipped a step or thought it was an obstacle, it's likely you're going to come off the field or even worse is you can have this incredible moral failure because you are Or you just don't like what you're doing over yeah, there because yeah. you're not good at it because you don't have the tools to be good at it. Right, that. right. Yeah, so it's... We don't need to see those as obstacles, but a, a preparation process. Like, I want to be on the field as long as I can, the most effective I can, and that's only because God has 
humbled me through a lot of different opportunities and people speaking truth into my life. But again, those aren't the tweetable moments. Those aren't the, oh, look at this. I just, I just got humbled. Like no one does that. Right. They, they just want to post the wow. Yeah. So. I mean, and they want, they, they, or, or they don't feel like, until I get on the field and take the picture of the little kids singing <laughs> yeah. in the in the that I, I, yeah. I got from the village and and these kids until they get to that part of the mission field yeah. I'm not really on the mission field yet right. but someday that is going to take place right. and then I'm right. I'm the champion you know yes. and it's like I think you would get there and that day would take place and it'd be probably somewhat of a letdown yeah, yeah. In, in in a feeling kind of way yeah that. Huh, I thought it'd be different than this. You know, I'm just, <laughs> no, for real. We're really all along the way, little Granberry kids there. I mean, the first time you, you, I mean, one of the first things you did at Granberry was to do a funeral. Yeah. For, <laughs> had you done a funeral before? <laughs> that, that was the first funeral. Yeah, so you so go there you and you're like, those things, yeah. We're going to bring 6,000 to camp. And yeah. then the first thing you do is, is a funeral. It's like, whoa, this of is a young a, kid. This is a wake up call. But I think what well, I had to learn all throughout that is, like the destination is important, but, absolutely. But there is a very real sense. I I could not make it. Like what what if I die tomorrow? And is that then, all right? and, and yeah. it's the the obedient. Like God is the gift, and to spend time with Him is is what we need to treasure most. And so if all along the way, what you're really worshiping is not God, but it's the mission, or it's not uh, to to grow in intimacy with God. It's the college, or it's the person, or it's the marriage. Then, I mean, let's say we don't make it, or even worse, what if we get what we what we've been worshiping and then you get to heaven and you realize man i missed out yes on intimacy with god not arriving somewhere and i think that is even something god had to pry from me is i did i was passionate about taking the gospel to a foreign field but i couldn't let it be my god yeah like what, what if god redirected my path what if what if i had and when a, you say you're god <laughs> yeah, yeah what you're yeah. also saying is the joy that comes from being in that moment serving your God. Yeah. Because if yeah. that's what you have to have to have your joy yeah. or your happiness or your peace or your completeness or whatever you want to call that, yeah. then being across from three kids talking to them why they should, they're getting kicked out of Granberry, right. I mean, it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. But you're not in the moment. These, right. Why you're doing this because these kids, you're trying to reach with the gospel too. Yeah. And this is a huge opportunity to share yeah. the truth. And it's also preparing you for doing, you, you, and if you, you'd miss that yeah. and the joy, but if you can be in the moment, I think that's what's so important to, for me to, to convey a message to people mm -hmm. today is, listen, enjoy today. There is a time <laughs> when we're going to get to heaven and we're going to be saved and that's going to be incredible. But there is also joy right now. 100%. And I think that's what we miss out on. And even a huge ploy of the enemy, especially here in America, is the key to your happiness is there's something here that you don't have. Yeah. It's a job. It's it's getting a collegiate, you know, a degree or, or it's in this certain school or this boyfriend, this girlfriend, this. And we think as soon as we get those things man, life is going to be good. But you could live in the world standards, you know, the worst life ever and still have joy now. You could, you know, grow old, maybe a huge thing that nobody wants to imagine. You grow old, never get married. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why? Never get married and, and you can never have And kids. if that was your goal, yeah, then, that once I had that then, then life's going to be Your miserable. whole life is going to be horrible. Yes. Yeah. Even dying a tragic death, you're 30 years old or 25 years old and you're obedient to God, but then you get in a car crash and die. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is it possible to have in the world standards the worst life ever 
and yet the Bible seems to paint a different picture that you can actually have life and have it to the full because you have Christ. But I think that's not something we hear nowadays is that Jesus is enough, like truly enough. You just don't see that. Well, you know, that's I, I just did a message for actually a, a kind of a troubled situation with a couple of girls mm-hmm. having some commit suicide this last yeah. week. Yeah. And I did it from the standpoint of the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. That and, and this very thing that we're talking about right now, as you say that, yeah. what kind of coming to mind. Blessed are those yeah. that mourn. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's it's in the moment of desiring that yeah. that we realize we have peace with God. That we realize we have a comforter that's wrapping his arms around us. Yeah, if you didn't yeah. have that desire to and you didn't have that mourning or that suffering you couldn't enjoy that part mm. of your relationship with God. And, and isn't that odd that that's the first thing that Jesus talks to, that's his first message, <laughs> yeah. that Jesus talks to his disciple about is how to be happy yeah. in this fallen world. Everyone's looking for it. Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah, that was the first message. He said, hang on, guys, we need to talk about something. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to accomplish all kinds of things. Not the things that you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get killed. For yeah. me, like, I'm going to be hung on the cross, and we're going to be all this stuff's going to happen. So you have to understand how to have happiness, yeah, right now in this moment. Because yeah. the blessedness of a Christian is found in the pains of this world. It's so foreign to the world. It is, and you could, like we said, you could accomplish those things or you could not. But that doesn't have to dictate whether or not you have joy in this life. Even thinking like you're talking about some of Jesus's closest followers, John, his cousin, the one whom he loved, the you know the best born of all men. And yet he's in jail, and he's like, man, let's can, can you guys go and talk to Jesus? Are you the one, or should we be waiting for somebody else? Yeah. Because it seems like in my He was in the wilderness saying, you know, you Pharisees, come on, what you need to do. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, he's like having those doubts that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because things aren't shaking out how he thought. Yeah. And, you know, we can come into a relationship with Christ and think like, man, once I surrender my life, it's either going to be smooth sailing, or he's going to fulfill all these goals that I have for my life. But like we were saying, you miss out. The treasure is Jesus. Yeah. And you can have a life of suffering. You could be in jail. You could, I mean, that's a very real reality, especially if you're considering doing missions. Is You could be persecuted or even killed for your faith. But in that, it's still possible for you to have joy because you have all that your soul has ever really desired. It's, it's Christ. And, and I think, honestly, you hear so often for, for like sports stars or you know, uh, TV stars or movie stars, all those people, I guess yeah. it's not a lot of TV stars, it's more like YouTube stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get all those, they get all that bling and they get all yeah. those positions and then they, they, you find them committing suicide in yeah. some hotel with prostitutes and a pile of drugs. Yeah. And it's like, well, didn't they have everything? And, and yeah. I think that's where, even if you got, that, that's from a, a, a pagan, uh, sinful, carnal mindset, but even if right. you got on the mission field, yeah. And you hadn't trained yourself or understood or experienced the joy in the moment mm. serving God, then even if you got a mission field, you're probably going to be like, wow, it wasn't. Or you get there and think, yeah, this is, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be yeah. because it's what it's been. I think that's what's so important for, especially as young people start thinking about, I want to go to college and then, then I want to get married mm. and then I want to get this career. It's like, okay, that's all right. Yeah. But right now. What are you doing right now? What's the first step that you're supposed to be doing? And doing that with all your heart. Yeah. Enjoying that. Being in the moment. Hmm. Man, wouldn't that be a cool thing if people really started doing it that yeah. way? 
And I, 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 honestly, I see that in your thing. When you hit the ground at High Street, you did a great job with that, but that wasn't on a mission field. Right. When you hit the ground at uh, Granberry, it wasn't like, well, I'm going to do kind of a halfway job here because my real heart is going to be over that. Right. You, you did the best you could, and you enjoyed the benefits of being with God in that moment and growing. Mm. Now the time you're going to the mission field, you're ready to go. Yeah. You feel like that, that, that kind of sums yeah. up kind of how you, where you're at right now? Yeah, and it's, it's certainly... It looks exactly like that. I mean, you certainly have highlights where it's like, yeah. wow, this was incredible. We we worked really hard, and, and it looks like we yielded a great result. But then there are also times where you're just like, what am I doing? Yes. And if in those moments your goal is not just to love the Lord and to be in the moment, to to do the, the mundane things, the boring things, but ultimately, seemingly, it's, seemingly it's, it's for God's glory. Yeah. And... If that isn't our hearts, and many times it hasn't been my heart, the times where I've been most dissatisfied or when I've been chasing after the things that are other than intimate. And it's so subtle. Yes. I mean, you start out, you didn't wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm going to have a carnal mindset. I'm really going to be selfish right now. Right, right. I'm going to try to seek a pleasure from other people. You don't make those decisions. No. You just find yourself in, in kind of a... As a result of having that kind of a mindset, yeah. how do you get yourself out of it? Let's go there. Yeah, I think if we're going back to the Sunday school, like doing and learning the simple things, simply the Word of God, and I think nowadays we want something flashy. We want a, a quick fix. Okay, okay, I, I, I love that you said that, and I, and I give the authority to the Word of God. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, um, to like implementing that in your life. Yeah, when people say, you know, how I get there is I just keep reading about Bible. So you just like mm. open it up and just start reading through it, and all of a sudden it just kind of transforms your life. <laughs> and and I, I think we say it though that yeah, I know yeah, you yeah. didn't mean it that no, way, no, yeah. and I know you have a meaning behind what you For said. Sure. But this is about being. Let's yeah. think about that. What did he say when he said, "Listen, the important thing is to keep yourself grounded in the Word. Yeah. The important thing is to read your Bible." Yeah. What does that mean, though? I. It really okay. It really is that simple. Yeah. But I think what people want is no. Give me the seven step plan. Yes, exactly. Give me, give me the Bible plan that you're reading because there's something that you have that I yeah. Don't. If I check that box, right. then I'll have what you say. But there is something about reading your Bible, and it sounds so mundane. It sounds like no, no. Tell me, reading your Bible, what the Holy Spirit does through you engaging in God's Word daily is keep you on the right path. You know, like a, a man orders. Uh, his steps, but the the Lord directs them. So it's like every day it's mundane. I'm waking up when nobody else is waking up. Other people are sleeping in. Other people are, but I'm waking up to have engaging in God's word. And sometimes you read it and you're like, man, did I even get anything from yeah. that? Sometimes you wake up and you're like, man, this is the best quiet time ever. But whether it's incredible or it seems boring, it is the process in which God is using to refine us. And if we trade that for a podcast, let's or something use that else. word right there and dig deeper on that one word. Mm -hmm. Refine us, and I think yeah. that's an important part of what I'm kind of getting at. Mm -hmm. If you're reading God's word just to read God's word in the morning for 20 minutes, mm -hmm. five minutes, two minutes, and right. saying, and then God's magically going to drop some dust on us, mm -hmm. and we just feel better for the day. Right. I think that's where some people are in mind. But you used a term mm -hmm. that I think is important when we talk about reading God's Word. It yeah. is to refine us. When you read God's Word, and then all of a sudden something happens, is it like, oh yeah, i got to do it this way instead right. of doing this yeah. way. Or i got to tell that person because, oh, I'm preparing a message for this. And that's mm -hmm. when God walks through us and the, when the Word becomes alive yeah. in us. 
Or we get convicted by, I need to stop doing that. Look mm -hmm. what happened to his life. Or you know what? He, that's a direct command to me. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's what's so important for us. When we say, read your Bible and pray every day and you'll grow, grow. Do you remember that song? Hey, grow, grow, grow. Yeah, there you go. You yeah. get real low and stuff like that. But I think that's how I was taught. Yeah. Read your Bible and pray every day and you'll grow. And it's like, okay. Yeah. So I read my Bible and it's like, Right. Is it time? Yeah. Is it happening? Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, there's, it's a practical part yes, of reading the Bible. there's the reading and yeah. then there's the obedience. Yeah, and it's understanding that this is for real. Yeah. And I need to know something for my life. And I think that's what's so important for us. That's why community is so important for us. Yeah. That we can challenge each other and we can apply the truth. Good community. Yeah. Kind of community keeps each other accountable. It says, listen, you're doing this. It's not yeah. helpful. Yeah, when I think of even how God has designed the world, you know, predator and prey, the, you know, Satan is like a lion, yeah. seeking whom he may devour. The, the way even that predators and prey work in, in the world is they're going to isolate you. And then they're, once you're isolated, then that's when they can devour you. And so there is a safety and even a correction that is involved with community. But then it is difficult because we're in American Western culture. We're individualists. Yeah. We, we want to live our own life. We don't want you to input, like, come be my friend if you agree with what I'm doing. But the moment that you try and correct me or call me out, even if it's in a loving way, get out of here. Yeah. And exactly. Because yeah. I just want a superficial friendship. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Right. How are you yeah. doing? I'm doing wonderful. You know? You yeah. been reading your Bible? Yep. Check. We've done that? Yeah. Like, how does a conversation go when you're like, hey, man, I actually don't, I think you should break up with your girlfriend. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Like, why, why would you even, do you hate me? Do you not yeah. want me to be happy? And it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so. No, I want you to be happy. And the right. Bible says. That we're fine. Yeah, that, coming exactly. to the scripture, um, 2 Timothy 3.16. Yeah. Like having that. this humility, like, man, no God, I'm coming before you. I know I don't have all the answers. I need you to show me. I need you to train me, correct me, rebuke me. Like those are. Those aren't popular things in the day. David, search my heart. See if there be any wicked way. Yeah, Let me yeah. know what it is, God. I want to know. Yes. And having that kind of attitude as you go into the Word of God yeah. to study Scripture, I think that's. I, I think I think you do that mm. by like. To, I think we say you yeah. just need to read your Bible, and that's what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. But somebody that's not out there yeah, having yeah. that kind of relationship, they think you mean, so you oh, my devotions. <laughs> I need my devotions. Yeah. I just need to say that, and then I'm just supposed to feel better today. Right, yeah. Because And it's like, well, there is that part of it. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to diminish that, that just being in communion with God yeah. isn't enough. Right. But that communion with God should do something. Yeah. And if it's not doing something in your life, I'm not sure you're really in communion any more than somebody that's doing any religion right, right. outside of a relationship with God. You're you just know? claiming it to be a Christian yeah, God. Yeah, yeah you yeah. just stamped it with Jesus, and you're good now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, I'm not sure that's what he died for. Yeah. You're going over to a country trying to right. share the truth with a group of people yeah. that, for the most part, are very religious. Yeah. And they know Jesus. And they've stamped onto mm -hmm. you know, their life the fact that they believe in God, mm -hmm. and, and they believe his name is Jesus, and they follow him ceremonially in this thing. And you have to, how do you present Jesus yeah. to that? A and true relationship yeah, to that. Yeah, it starts like what we're saying. Like yeah. if I'm not convinced in my quiet time that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, if I'm not convinced that Jesus has so radically changed my life personally, being addicted to things that I used to be and now I'm free, or if I'm not convinced of those things, we're going to fall apart when we get to the mission field because it's always been this, surface level this formality i grew up in a christian home i know the right answers but the moment we're actually convinced that jesus is enough 
that he really is the only way to salvation. There's no other name given under heaven by which man can be saved. Then it's like, oh no, like this is, this isn't even like, like the special Christians do this. This is basic discipleship. Mm -hmm. If you were to read through the book of Matthew and at the end, this is just regular, just came to faith type of, type of disciple, you get to the end and it's like, oh wait, go and make disciples of all the nations. I need to consider that. Yeah. So it's not like this special, but it's somebody who is so convinced that Jesus is the way. You don't have all the answers, but that when you get to the field, you're not going to crumble because you know. You're convinced. You're so sure. And I think that's even when it, when you come into conflict with other people who think they have the truth, what what's your ultimate foundation? Like, what's your standard? What's What's the way that you view the world? Because if it is just feelings-based and it is just your experiences and it's not the word of God which sounds like a super spiritual thing but we have an abundant access here if it's not those things you won't convince anybody right there's no persuasive argument we can give if you go to you know missions classes at BBC you're not going to learn here's what you can do on the mission field sure. and the end result is somebody who gets saved it's it truly is only by God's word. You're sharing verses. You're sharing the gospel. You're sharing the truth about Jesus. And then it's only the Holy Spirit that can transform a heart. But we've got to be committed to the private worship or else our public ministry is just going to crumble. What I hear you saying is something that we talk about in business too, in sales. Mm -hmm. And as I train people to, to understand how to sell, how to connect with people, how to mm -hmm. take them down a road to get to a conclusion that they, they buy something. Yeah. I talk to them about sales being kind of from a, a bigger standpoint, uh, a transference of feelings. Okay. And, and what I say to them is, is you can't, get somebody to do something that you don't believe in. So if you're, mm. for instance, a fat guy and you're trying to sell them, you need to get in shape. They're going to be looking you know, at you. Yeah, I mean, number one, they're going to see it. Yeah, but then yeah. number two, you, you're not going to be able to convey the same way as if mm. you'd been working out and you'd lost 30 pounds yourself. And yeah. you did. If your whole presentation, you could say the exact same words. But your whole presentation is going to come across differently. Yeah, and, and see it, right through it because you believe it, and, yeah. and they're going to see you believe it, and you're going to be able to explain it in a way mm -hmm. that they're going to believe it. And I think the same way in Christianity, as you go over on the mission field, if if God is, and I'm not saying He hasn't changed your life, you are transformed. Mm -hmm. But if He's not, you know, sanctifying you on a regular basis, yeah. and you aren't struggling with with having a relationship with Him, that the day to day. Uh, uh, him cleansing you and working through that or, or the victories you're seeing. and mm -hmm. If you're not having that kind of relationship, you can go on the mission field even. Yeah. Give your life to God to tell people about Jesus and it comes off like a cheap salesperson. Yeah, yeah. At looking, and this is why I don't want people to even shy away from their real testimonies yeah. because Jesus has done a miraculous work. 100%. And if you're not being, you know, upfront, transparent, if we go to the mission field and I'm, I'm talking with this guy and, and, and he's not convinced, if, if I can't share my testimony, then what do I have? Like, 
it would just it's like an you ongoing said, they'll, testimony. they'll see right through yeah. it. Yeah, and it's this these private things that we talk. They're not the tweetable moments. Like I no, I haven't posted on my Facebook at, at least not recently. Like man, I used to be addicted to masturbation. Yeah, and if it wasn't did for did you just say the M word on <laughs> on the thing? Are there? we gonna get demonetized <laughs> now? If <laughs> Jesus didn't truly do. save yeah. me from that, yeah. or even a life apart from from Him, and just being consumed with pride or all of those things, if if they're not seeing the work. Crazy to me, they won't, they won't believe you. On the negative side, yeah. But on the positive side of that, if they are seeing that, yes, there's something to this God. Yeah, and at least He believes that. Yeah, and whether or not I've received it or not, I know that He He's believes that. Stuff, yeah. yeah, and that's why I think mm-hmm. it's such an amazing thing. Why, well, what I've seen in your own life, mm-hmm. um, your your transparency. That you haven't hidden certain things mm-hmm. uh, as you serve the young people at Granbury and as you work with the camps and stuff like that. You were willing to put it out on the yeah. line to say, listen, I, I, I struggle and I had problems and I yeah. have problems and I'm working through things. Yeah. But I'm doing, I'm living life for a purpose. Yeah. That's why I know once you get on the mission field, there's no question. You're going to do the right mm-hmm. thing. Not because you got there finally right, and yeah. now you've crossed the line, yeah. but you are the right person. Hmm. That is transforming. I mean, being transformed and being sanctified. When you get on there, you just keep doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah. And I think in, in a, in a, that's your story. But in everybody else's story, I don't care if you could do it in business, whether you could do it as a parent, a, a mom, mm-hmm. a dad. You could do it as a pastor of a church. You could do it as a, a car salesperson. You, it, it, the first step is to make the decision. I, I'm going to do things to take me down to this place. Yeah. And if I'm, if I'm a missionary, these are the things I'm going to do. I'm going to take that first step. And if it's just, uh, you know, how often do we see kids go to a Bible college and don't get active in a church? Right. And it's like, wait a minute, you're going to Bible college to be a pastor. Yeah. The first step probably is to join a church <laughs> and get involved in the ministry. <laughs> you know, the first step is to talk to that kid over yeah. there. Seems like a visitor. Yeah, but it isn't for some people. Yeah, they just yeah. think, oh, I can't wait. And then they're wondering, why is it such a hard decision to which church? And it's like, look. The decision is mm. go talk to that person. Yeah. And then you talk to that person, get involved in that. Yeah. And the decision is you need help with that, go get the, And once you're doing all that, then the decision to be a pastor of a church is like, well, I'm already doing it. Here that. I am. Yeah. I'm, yeah, and, yeah. And I think we'll, mm. we'll find out or we'll figure out we're going to end up in the places that God wants us, but it's because we do those small things. Throwing out trash, sweeping the floors, attending a church, confessing sin. Like all of these things that seem so boring are what people who are incredible in the faith, I mean, these are the people we look up to. It's years and years and years and years of doing the obedient, simple things, and now God has taken them to this place. And if, if we neglect those, we're gonna, we're gonna wonder what is the secret. We're gonna be trying all of these different things and realizing it's, it's not it. And we're gonna be a very confused generation. But if we do the simple things, if we obey God today, if we're regularly praying if we're reading our bible not to check the box no, but to right. commune with god then god is going to take us to places um that we're going to look back and say how in the world did i get here and it's just a simple obedience yeah as far as i'm concerned you've had a very successful life i mean from and 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 I don't I'm just blow you up about it, but I mean, <laughs> as far as what you've done, you've, you've worked your way up to the leader of of, of church and uh, youth department and, and high street. You've worked your way up to, you actually you got to stay in the the coveted uh, place at high street. So <laughs> somebody acknowledged yourself there. Granberry's a big church. You got picked out of a mm. lot of people to be the youth pastor there. And then, I mean, you got, 
raised your support in a relatively short period of time for most missionaries, and, mm-hmm. and now you and, and you got a, a beautiful wife, and you got a kid. That God bless. Mm-hmm. Have you had anything bad happen to you? What's this is actually a conversation Kelsey and I have talked about recently, and even like us talking about it, you're like, man, I, of course God's listening, but I don't really feel like I have truly suffered, and I know people my age have either experienced deaths in the family or really difficult health issues these are things that i've never wrestled through and so i don't i don't know is there something in the future that god is either preparing us for or to to really have to go through i'm not trying to jinx you i don't believe in jinxing but i'm not (laughs) trying to jinx you yeah but i'm saying i mean from from the outside looking in i'm but you know i think it's funny i can go back to some specific times that i know have happened to you in your life Mm. That are, are tragedies. Mm. And yet, because you are so focused on the next thing and what you're supposed to do and all the blessings that God has given you, yeah, those are just distant Yeah, memories. we can acknowledge the difficult things that happen because, I mean, feelings are real. It's yeah. not sinful to feel. God creates right. us as emotional beings. We, we ought to feel. But then there is this overarching reality that I think God has supernaturally blessed me with yes. is just to be able to focus on our future hope. And it's like, man, this, this might be terrible. Even Kelsey and I are going through first Peter right now. And it's just this story of, man, you're suffering right now. Yeah. And that's real. Yeah. You're, you're being persecuted for the faith. Some of your brothers have died, been killed, but man, there's this future glory. Yeah. And it's like, man, we can sacrifice everything now going to the mission field. That means we miss out on a lot of things. Uh, comforts and being with family, all these things that we love, our favorite restaurants, even just down to the really small things. 100%. But man, eternity is going to be so much better. Yeah. And we have a cause. Yes. We ha- we if have not, something. then there's no purpose. Yeah. Christ and is risen. Yeah. And, 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 and we have to tell some. I can't not yes. but say something. And we've got to be convinced that that future inheritance is real, that heaven really is so much better or else we won't sacrifice here. Yeah. If this is the best we have, of course you're going to live for the job. You're going to live for the money. You're going to live for the relationship or the degree like because this is all you have. But if there really is something more, oh man, we can we can give it away. You know, I, I, I listen to a lot of other speakers I've had for years because mm-hmm. the business part of it, of, of motivational speakers and people that are in the business of, mm-hmm. of, of you know, talking to people about setting goals and, and, how, and, and you, you, you listen to them as long as I have. You can see their life where they were focused on this for a while. Mm-hmm. Now they're focused on this for a while. And, and they got to the end of the first one. They're like, all right, what's next? And it, <laughs> and it wasn't exactly, you can just, you can sense it. Maybe yeah. it was just being known. And the next one was money. And they got a lot of money and now it's just, oh, that guy has more money. So mm-hmm. I want to have this. And, and I had a nice car, but now I need a nice plane. And I got a big house. And, the, and you can just hear them talk yeah. as they've grown through it. And now the big thing that I hear people talk about is service. Mm. And they talk about serving other people. So many different people that talk about these. You need to live a life. I mean, Zig Ziglar used to say, you help enough other people get what they want, you will eventually get what you want. With the idea that you, if you live your life serving other people, that's really what you want. So it's this underlying thing. But And, and obviously, you, you living your life to be on a mission field, tell people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. It... it it isn't, I'm forming a way of a question, it isn't necessarily you just doing a nice thing for people over there. Right. Because that's going to leave you empty when you get there and they don't come to Christ or they don't change their life or you don't see, but you're doing it for Jesus. Right. 
And so the whole process, whatever the result might be, mm-hmm. and that's why I think the world doesn't see that even serving other people, well, they're not going to be appreciative. Or you're going to find out you give to some program yeah. and they wasted the money. Or you're going to do this type of thing and, and they talk yeah. bad about you. And it's like, oh, <laughs> even, even serving isn't giving me the yeah. joy I thought. But when you do it, because, listen, it's, it's invested in there. If they take it and abuse it, mm-hmm. I'm just getting more love from God, and I'm giving it out this way. And, yeah. I, and I receive more, and, I, and, it, and I, I don't deserve, if it's an expectation that if I do this, then if I give a service and I feel this way, yeah. you're not always going to feel this way. But if you're saying, I'm giving it because I already received it, yeah. you've learned so much that, that no matter what happens over there, you realize that I, I'm just doing it. As a sacrifice. Yeah. And you think of Peter. So he's saying, listen, this isn't about today. Mm-hmm. It isn't about how you feel today or the joy you feel today. It's about the knowing that the future is there and also that you've been forgiven. Yeah. And that he saved you and you have a purpose and a direction and you have a, a message mm-hmm. for the world. Is that, I mean, that's not really a question, was it? <laughs> Great statement. But statement yeah, that, is, that's, that's what I feel. It's, we're not striving to get somewhere. Yeah. Like, we, we have goals and ambitions, but even if, and this is going to sound crazy because this is where like missions money coming in, you can have a fear of man type stuff. What if I don't see one convert in my life? Yeah. Is that enough? Yeah. But we're going to get to heaven one day and it's not like God, God is always in charge of the consequences. We're in charge of the obedience. Yes. And so if that I, first step, yeah, if we, if we go there and, and man, Kelsey's working hard and I'm working hard and we're sharing our faith every day and, and only one person comes to Christ. Well, isn't that God's responsibility? Yeah. Like it, ours was a, we can say that. Yeah. But can we believe that? Yeah. To when the results are there. It, will the prayer letter say that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That, Cause I think that's yeah. a big deal. Sorry, or 50 we, years in and we've only seen one convert. But if your if your satisfaction does come from the approval of people, then it really is you're there because of a fear of man, not because of. A fear I got of one God. even better for you. That's the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. seemingly. But what happens if you see thousands of converts, but it's not a big deal anymore? Mm. Can can you see that where you're doing this and doing this, and it's yeah. the, the first one was really cool, but will the thousands one be the same? feeling anymore or is it just another convert yeah i pray that god keeps me from getting a hard heart yeah because we we can become numb to some situations like you said you finally get the amount of money that you've been shooting for and then you realize oh i'm the exact same person just with more money so i want more money i want more um and when it comes to being able to to lead somebody to christ Man, that is truly a miraculous thing that their eternity is or changed. Or disciple somebody, oh, or man. to get get somebody yeah. to give and, and to take care of a need, or yeah. to, to to be that. I I I always say people will say, "Hey, good job with that," and I say it's a good thing to be used by God. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it really just is. If if that isn't why you're doing it, just it's a great <laughs> thing to be used by God. Yeah. If that isn't your meaning, your your goal, mm. then I just think success will let you down. Yeah. Failure will certainly let you down. And every way leading up to it mm. just won't be as good. But if you realize the joy I have yeah. is just to be used by God. What a beautiful thing that he chose me mm. and, and, and put me and gave me the word and, and gave me the opportunity to transform in front of all these people yeah. and then to share the, the reason. If you can live your life like that, no matter what you're doing, you're, you're doing what yeah. God wants you to do and the joy that comes from that. That's the aim is obedience. And and I, I like even that question that you ask because it could be one salvation. It could be thousands. 
But if you're finding that there is no joy, it's a great symptom for you to recheck what, what am I truly doing this for? Yes. Because if I'm constantly disappointed from being used by God, it probably is because I'm after something else but God. And I've even all throughout, I mean, whether it's in Springfield, Texas, or, you know, going to be the Philippines in the future, I, I need those heart checks. Yes. I don't want to think I've arrived. I don't want to think, man, uh, this this is it. It's all because of this. or be, Like, it really is just obedience and intimacy with God. And like you said, that that exists in every area of life. You don't have to be a missionary. You don't have to be a pastor. You could be working at HEB, doing that to the glory of God, serving, being obedient, being faithful, and you can lay your head down at night knowing, wow, I'm, I'm satisfied. There's joy. There, I'm being used by the Lord. This is incredible. But there should be dissatisfaction for a believer who is not being obedient yeah. and is still just coasting. And if they're and if, not feeling it, yeah. not. Like that, that's also Wouldn't a dangerous Wouldn't it be a horrible thing? I mean, uh, the Matthew 7 thing where people would come to the Lord and say, I did all these wonderful oh, things man. in your name. I cast out demons in your name. I did all these awesome things. He said, I don't know you. Yeah. I, I mean, who are you? I mean, and that, that if nothing else, it just should be a wake-up call. And that's why when you say what you said, yeah. that's what I think about, that you could be doing, giving your life to all that, but yet, and again, so yeah. that's why it's so important to, to check yourself. Yeah. To, to check yourself with the motive. It is. Because yeah. even, you know, I, I, I see in ministry, it's very easy. And it's not just because I said, you, you, through the Gospels, Jesus was harping on that constantly, that you guys do all your Christian deeds to be seen by men. You wear yeah. your long robes. You blow your trumpets when you give. Yeah. You do all these things just to be seen by men. Well, guess what? Got your you already got your reward there. <laughs> Nothing and else for you. But can you imagine yeah. if you lived your life? We won't blow trumpets when we give. Yeah. So, most people don't. But, but I mean, some <laughs> people. Uh, but we'll have other ways of doing that. Mm. And I love the fact that you, that to me, that's the principle you're identifying. Check yourself. Because it's going to be, how do you respond yeah. when nobody, or how do you respond when everybody, or how do you respond? I mean, there's times in your life that you need to check yourself, and the reason that's important is because you're, you're it, it's the it's the whole mission that's important to God. Yeah, it's not here. It's this scary is your goal. Those aren't identifiable. Like those are easily identifiable. I, I can't tell you your motive. Then you, Paul you said, I don't even know. I don't even trust myself. Yeah, and that yeah. one passage, that's what's kind of, for me, it's always been, I think I'm, I think I know what I'm doing, but I yeah. don't trust how, I, so you, <laughs> isn't that, that, yeah. that passage is kind of a crazy thought. Because most of the time you have somebody who, let's say they confess sin about that. Somebody's like, oh, I, I didn't even know you were struggling with that. And it's like, well, how could you? Because this yeah. is internal. But if we're not listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, like, man, you're, you're serving God for another reason. You can play the part really well, and nobody else will ever know. Yeah. And you can get the praise of men, and you can get the biggest ministry. You can you have the car, have the relationship. Like it doesn't matter because no one will be able to call you out because the motive is internal. Mm. And that's a scary part when we coast our whole lives on a false motive, and then we get to the end, and it's like I don't, I don't even know who you are. Leaving what you're doing to do something else. Did you make any? Did, did you? Did you? How do you know it's time? What What do you? Mm. I mean, because you obviously you left. I mean, when you graduate from college, you kind of know them because they tell you to leave. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now I get it. But you know, <laughs> when you left, you could have stayed just as easily in mm. uh, High Street and then then not come to Granbury. And and is it time to go on the mission field? I think you you set a date. To me, that's really cool. You set a date for two years, and I mm. think you'll be on it. I mean, you, you've been on that. Mm. How do you know when it's time to leave something that is successful to go to 
to something that's that's not? What do you what determining factors you make in there? Right? Is it yeah. feeling based only that well I feel led this way and it's a touchy thing that right. my I got goosebumps once, and yeah. and it's or is, is there is there a practical thing? You know what? I just chose to do it, or what, what's what's the determination you use? Yeah, you have to be humble enough to realize I don't actually know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> there's so yeah. many times where I I really I don't know. Like I said, I grew up in a, a church where I didn't even know you could be a missionary. I didn't even know what that looked like. So it's not as if I've had this generational wisdom. Do it this way, and two years here, and two like I I really did not know. But so much of not only forming me into the to the person I am today, but even a timeline is having people speak into your life. Yeah, and that's good. that's, that's a yeah, that's a difficult place to put yourself in because you're coming before someone who has been following the Lord longer than you, and even though they have the the best intention for you, you're thinking like, oh man, I, I want to have it all figured out. But getting godly advice from godly people in your life to help shape those things.